So Psalm 141 is a psalm of David, which he prays that he would not compromise himself and fall into the very sins of which he is a victim. In verses 3 and 4, David asked God to sustain him and keep him, you know, keep his tongue from falling into vicious speech of like his adversaries. We know the tug that David is feeling when, when we're slandered or attacked verbally. It feels natural for us just to respond in kind. Not only natural, but sometimes right, that we defend ourselves like that. David asks the Lord for guidance and deliverance as he seeks to live life to the glory of God. He knows he needs God's help. He knows he needs the correction of good friends. He knows all of this help is essential if he is to live a life of wisdom and not foolishness. The person who will stay true to his Lord no matter what needs a consistent and intentional prayer life. Five particulars of prayer occur in Psalm 141, a psalm in which every word in every sentence is a prayer. So we'll look at verses 1 and 2. O Lord, I call upon you, hasten to me. Give ear to my voice when I call to you. Let my prayer be counted as incense before you and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Twice David calls to the Lord in verse 1. This is an example of Hebrew poetic parallelism where line 2 adds specificity to line 1. There is desperation and urgency in his voice as he asks the Lord to hasten to him or hurry up or give ear or listen to his voice. This urgency and desperation are complemented by worship in verse 2. The Lord he runs to is the Lord he worships. He desires for his prayers to be a sweet aroma, a pleasing offering. Warren Wearsby notes, incense is a picture of prayer going up to the Lord. The lifting up of my hands demonstrated worship and adoration. Patrick Reardon makes a beautiful Christological connection with the evening sacrifice when he writes the Old Testament's evening sacrifice was a type of and preparation for that true oblation rendered 
at the evening of the world when the, the Lamb of God nailed to the cross lifted his hands to the Father in sacrificial prayer for the salvation of mankind. This was the true lifting up of hands, the definitive evening sacrifice offered on Golgotha by which God marked his seal on human destiny. David wanted the Lord to listen to his very important prayer that he has in verses 3 through 10. So as we look at 3 and 4, Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Do not let my heart incline to any evil, to busy myself with wicked deeds in company with men who work iniquity, and let me not eat of their delicacies. Verse 3 has the Hebrew poetic parallelism again. As David asked to set a guard over my mouth and keep watch over my lips. It's a prayer that God would protect the faithful from playing along with the schemes in speech that betrays the Lord and his godly ones. James 3 6 informs us that without the Lord's help, the tongue is set on fire by hell. In verse 4, David requests that his heart does not incline or participate in evil. The, the Bible repeatedly addresses the importance of the heart. Proverbs 4.23 reminds us, keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the springs of life. And Jeremiah 17.9 says, The heart is more deceitful than anything else and incurable. Who can understand it? David knew, as must we, the deceptive power of the heart. He knew he could not trust it. He needed the Lord to transform and guard it. David then points out the close connection between what we think and what we do. If, for instance, your heart is leaning or turning toward evil it will eventually do evil. He asked the Lord to protect his heart and to direct his actions and to keep him away from bad influencers no matter how enticing or attractive they are. He doesn't want to have their delicacies. Satan often tempts us through our companions the people we spend time with. He also makes their sin look 
fun and harmless. He never shows us the dark side. We must ask the Lord not to allow our hearts to have an inclination toward evil. Moving on to verse 5, part A. Let the righteous man strike me. It is a kindness. Let him rebuke me. It is oil for my head. Let my head not refuse it. One of the great blessings in life is to have good friends. Friends you can trust with your life. David says he he will seek out friends who love him enough to rebuke him. The image of correction is powerful. Let a righteous man strike me. You need friends who will strike you with hard but healing words. We all need rebuke and correction from friends who love us. It's not easy for any of us to receive rebuke, however. David was no different. So David asked the Lord to help him with this. Let my head not refuse it. David is asking God to let him see it as kindness. In 2 Samuel 12, we read about Nathan being a friend like this in the time of David wanting Bathsheba. Verses 5b through 7. Yet my prayer is continually against their evil deeds. When their judges are thrown over the cliff, then they shall hear my words, for they are pleasant. As when one plows and breaks up the earth, so shall our bones be scattered at the mouth of shale. David's prayer is strong against those who do evil. He prays continually against their evil deeds. His prayer anticipates the destruction of the wicked rulers, the judges. They will be thrown over the cliff. God will scatter their bones so that they do not even have or receive a decent burial. In this context, the word shale means grave. This lack of burial reveals that the wicked are under God's curse and judgment. David was king and had judges working under him. So David could have followed the evil that the judges were leading. David's harsh words have a redemptive goal for they are pleasant. Or as first it says, then they shall hear my words for they are pleasant. He prays so that the people will listen to his words, finding them pleasing. 
and come to their spiritual senses. Once the judges or rulers were dead, then David's voice could be heard and their souls redeemed. Verses 8 through 10. But my eyes are toward you, O God, my Lord. In you I seek refuge. Leave me not defenseless. Keep me from the trap that they have laid for me and from the snares of evildoers. Let the wicked fall into their nets while I pass by safely. David will keep his eyes on his God and Lord. He will strive in all circumstances to maintain a Godward heavenly perspective. And he will seek refuge, protection, and safety in the Lord. This desire moves him to pray, leave me not defenseless, which means do not let me die. David depends on the one true God to preserve his life. David continues his prayer in verse 9 by asking the Lord to keep him from the trap they have laid for him and from the snares of the evildoers. For there are people that do not want you to have success in life or a fruitful life. So they scheme against you to make you fall. He continues in verse 10 by asking that those who plot to destroy him will be ensnared by their own evil devices. God allows us in grace to safely escape those devices. Romans 12, 19 provides a helpful New Testament insight on all of this. Friends, do not avenge yourself. Instead, leave room for God's wrath because it is written, vengeance belongs to me. I will repay, says the Lord. The person who will not compromise is a rare and unique individual. I am not sure I have ever met such a person who completely fulfills the portrait we see in Psalms 141. But then I turn to Jesus, and I meet such a person. Here I discover a man who in times of trouble, he asks the Lord for help. We preach here that Jesus and God are one. But even Jesus looked to God for help. During his earthly life, he, he offered prayers and appeals with loud cries and tears to the one who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. This is found in Hebrews 5, 7. Jesus, on the night before he was 
judgment prayed, not my will, but yours be done. Because of that reverence, Jesus was saved from death on the third day. Jesus asked the Lord for wisdom. In, in Mark 1.35, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he got up, went out, and made his way to a deserted place, and there he was praying. Jesus was in Galilee at this time, preaching and healing, but he also spent time to pray, which led him to want to go to other towns as well. Jesus asked the Lord for good friends. In Luke 6, 12, and 13, during those days he went out to the mountain to pray and spent all night in the in in prayer to God. When daylight came, he summoned his disciples and he chose 12 of them, whom he also named apostles. Jesus did not live alone on earth. He had friends. His main purpose was to train them to continue the gospel after he left the earth. But they were there when he went through those tough times and being rejected from town to town. He had friends beside him. Jesus also asked the Lord for vindication. In John 17, 1, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son so that the Son may glorify you. The hour has come for Jesus to be the sacrifice for sin and risen from, the, from death to vindicate the hold of Satan on humans trapped in sin. Jesus also depended on the Lord for protection. He, of course, died, but he continued to trust the Lord who would raise him from the dead. Father, into your hands I entrust your, my spirit. That's Luke twenty-three forty-six, And God came through. Here in Jesus is a man who would not compromise. Here is the man we have as our Savior and our example. Here is the one who enables us to live as we ought. Here is the God we honor, worship, and run to so we, we too may live without compromise. May we remember this psalm as an example for us to pray and live without compromise. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, 
we want to thank you that you have sent Jesus here on the earth and he was that example for us. So that way we know when we are struggling through troubles, we can go to God, to the Lord, just as Jesus did when he, when he was here on the earth. That we are not alone through our struggles and, and uh, what we go through here on earth. We can pr- present those to you and you will <clears throat> listen to us. You will help us. Lord, I thank you that we have you to go to. In your name I pray, amen.